Hi, and welcome to Mosaic Tales, connecting in the core community, a funded project by Northern Volunteering. This time round, I was lucky enough to be able to speak to Joshua. Joshua is from El Salvador. Now, Joshua, I met through a lovely friend who I used to go to school with many, many years ago in the 1980s, both her and her brother, Craig. My friend's name is Kylie, her brother, Craig. And, you know, we got speaking about um, different people, um, our health just before recording. And um, Joshua was really lovely to speak to, really calming, uh, very family orientated. Really interesting that he loves artwork, um, learn English um, by watching TV. Now, we tell our kids to get off the TV because they watch too much. But um, in fact, migrants and refugees can easily well, help themselves by watching TV to help to help learn English. The other thing too is that that was really interesting is that time does not stop. And, and I, I say this all the time, we really must enjoy the time that we have here and now. And I think Joshua is a perfect example of that by doing things that he absolutely enjoys and also hit the nail on the head when he spoke about social media that, you know, it's about time that maybe we got off that and spent more time outdoors and, and away from our screens. It all made perfect sense to me. Anyway, please do enjoy. Namaste. Hi, my name's Sharina. What is your name? Joshua Bokun. Nice to meet you. Where are you from? Originally, I'm from El Salvador. How long ago did you come to Australia? Oh, I think almost um, 30 years now, close to 30 years. Do you remember much about El Salvador? Uh, I do, yes. I remember even the suburb where I lived in and grew up. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? The first thing I think I remember was just the type of housings that were there. Just, I think a lot more closed in. The streets also closed in, a lot smaller. I think the communities are a little bit more close than I'm comparing to Australia. Other than that, yeah. So what I've been told is that I've spoke to a few people like yourself and they said like Australia was really quiet, like it wasn't really full of excitement and, and you know, music and passion and, and uh, food and stuff like that. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I suppose what you're meaning is the neighbourhood, really, um, where you live and people around it. Yeah, definitely it is a lot more uh, community-based. Um, but it's not to say that Australia is boring or anything. It's just, yeah, it's just the two different types of uh, neighbourhoods, really. One's quieter than the other. So, so, like, when you come over, you think it's peaceful? <laughs> Peace and quiet, yeah, a little bit, yeah. A little bit too much. What was the reason that you came to Australia? We came because there was a civil war and they were offering people um, refugee visas. I think there was, it was, we had a choice of other Australia or I can't remember if it was Sweden or something like this or Canada. But um, yeah, we, they parents chose Australia. What was it like? How long did you last? in El Salvador before coming to Australia whilst the war was on? I mean, the war started in, in the early 80s or mid-70s or something like this, and, you know, I didn't really understand why or what was going on. I think, yeah, there was a point where you couldn't really live there any longer. Uh, we moved and apparently it just died down after that, but, you know, you're still in fear with every day while you're there, when you come back from school. Did you really feel like life was like that? Were you fearful? Uh, yeah, I think because it was the uh, guerrillas against the army or whatever, and they'd show these things on TV for you, and that 
got you a bit, you know, fearful about it, but because I didn't understand. Um, and obviously the fighting, there was occasions where there was no light, the electricity had gone and the fighting was happening and, you know, it's like... Have you been back at all? Have you been back home? Yeah, three times. It's, um, it's different now. Now it's, something, it's not war, now it's gang-related, so it's... <laughs> But, um, you know, that's a, that's a, I tell everyone, you know, it's a real shame because uh, El Salvador and the people are such nice people and there's just stuff, you know, individuals who just really mess it up for everyone. Everyone wants to go in, on holidays there. But, um, yeah, but hopefully that'll change. Yeah. Have you taken the family? No, I'll, yeah, I'd want to definitely, but I don't know if I'll survive that, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's a lot to, to, to take in. Um, even when I went back the first time after, I think it was 20 years or so, I was shocked, and this is, you know, my own country, and I was just, like, taken aback by, you know, the sudden things that you're not really used to. For example, you know, as soon as you get out of the plane, there's, you know, you get out onto the street, and there's straight away there's a kid begging, coming up to you, and you're like, and you get this sort of weird feeling like, oh, okay, well, this is a real deal. Like, these kids actually are, you know. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's still, it was different. But it, I got used to it. <laughs> when you're here, do you mix with your own culture here, your own community here? I did back some time ago, but uh, I think, um, I suppose that I met different people and I just moved out of there. And um, But that was good meeting new people, um, not also from my country, but... For mothers, you know, all part of Latin America, I got to learn about their culture as well because, yeah, I didn't know much. But that, that was good, mixing up with, you know, in the Latino community. It was good. What about the language and, uh, and customs? Do you speak Spanish? Yeah, absolutely. Before I went to El Salvador, my Spanish was real bad. And I had to really think and think about, what you know, as I'm saying things. But... Uh, when I went back, it was three months, and I came back. I had a hard time speaking English and Spanish because yeah, I just gotten that much, you know, used to speaking Spanish there, and yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah good uh, refreshing. Spanish is so fast. When I hear them on radio, I think, wow, I can't, I, I couldn't keep up. I love the music, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I think um, the Salvadoran accent. Um, is actually quite slow. People talk slow, and I know a lot of people who are like that. Um, but except my mum, she talks very fast. <laughs> I've I been told that, but um, yeah, I think when someone's asked where you're from, you know, I think they you they're expected to speak the language, and um, I feel it's sometimes an important tool as well. I know I had to help uh, an elderly lady. A long time ago where she couldn't really communicate and she happened she was from Argentina and I was able to help her director and wherever she had to go this was at the shops but yeah like definitely it's useful it can be really useful at times well I find it impressive because I only speak one language and I was always told not to argue with somebody who knew more than English <laughs> if you swear at me I'm gone <laughs> no I don't think that's that's entirely true <laughs> I think, I, come on. <laughs> One thing that I keep telling people is that, and it's, I try not to forget this part about my life, is when I came to, on, hopped on the plane on the Qantas for the first time, and I put my headset on, and I could hear, I could I still understand or remember what English sounded like without understanding it. 
and I keep saying how much it's, it sounds just like German. <laughs> it, it's sort of smoother German, but yeah, German. I could yeah. So you learned English back home? No, I learned it here in in Australia. Yeah. And it only took you six months. That's impressive. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I remember when it clicked. I was watching TV, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, I know what they're saying now. I can follow this on, and yeah, it's great. Tell me about your life when you came to Australia. What was it like? I didn't know much about Australia. Um, I know there was a lot of things that we saw on TV that we didn't have there that we saw here, like caravans that we were so amazed at seeing. So it's just a, a lot of learning stuff. Language was very easy to learn. I think it took me six months, but um, so I suppose meeting new friends was, um, I thought it was going to be challenging, but it was easy. But other than that, I loved it, yeah. You got a good personality to mix with people? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I shy at first. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. Tell me what you do. What do you do along the lines of work, if you don't mind me asking? At the moment, I'm an operator, uh, which is at Wingfield. And I like my job, um, even though it is dirty and you know, it is what it is. But uh, you learn a lot. I'm thinking of moving into construction, but I'm happy where I am at the moment. It's, 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 it's always problem solving. That's good. It's, although you do the same thing, it's always something different. There's always an issue when you want to change work, but you know you need to put food on the table and pay bills, and it's, it's a catch-22, isn't it? That's right, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I said, just as, if the job work makes you happy, or there's not really reason to move unless you want to you know, expand your horizons, but yeah. I agree. Tell me a little bit about the people in your life. Who's important to you right now? Family. <laughs> I think people who influence you, who change you from for the better, I think, you know, those are important people, whether it be uh, your partner, your wife or mum or dad. Yeah, I think people who have influenced you, made you better. Who did you come to Australia with? So it was just my whole family, mum, dad, uh, brother and sister. We also had a family that also came and we're still on an occasion keeping contact. But, um, yeah, there wasn't any other relatives. It was just, yeah, us. All our relatives moved or migrated a couple of years after, so, yeah. What makes you tick? What, um, what interests you in life apart from your work? Hobbies. I like um, working on things. Uh, a lot of sometimes artwork. I love artwork. It's, um, it's challenging and it's, once you do it, you feel proud. So it's always a positive. <laughs> Don't throw anything away. That's where your improvement is. Um, tell me about your artwork. What kind of artwork are you into? I started sketching and um, you surprise yourself for what you can do at times. Uh, recently I've gotten into pop art and that's, yeah, although it looks simple, it's actually quite, um, yeah, you got to think about colours and this and that. So that's challenging. I've gotten recently into uh, mosaics and... I still got a big piece to do, uh, needs to be finished, but other than that, I think it's uh, relaxing. relaxing, yeah. Meditative. Tell me about volunteering. We just spoke quickly about um, before recording, and you've done a little bit of volunteering, not much. Tell me about that. There was uh, one time where they needed people to help build a church. They were using um, recycled material, so it was just all basically cleaning bricks and getting that done i met a lot of uh, people you know same different old young doing the same thing and i liked it it was the first time i ever volunteered i said i'd do it again but i never got there was no time after that but i enjoyed it a lot 
Do you think that's something that, you know, after maybe, you know, long way off after retirement, you'll volunteer again? Yeah, yeah, definitely. This uh, this next instance, this is probably, if I were to volunteer, I'd get into something like this. Uh, I used to practice uh, in a band, there's a small band that do small things, and there was this one time where they asked us to go into a retirement house and perform for them, and it was just, that was fun. Some of them got up and danced, and I thought, I could really do this, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Play or get up and dance? play they were getting up and dance dancing here yeah. but it was it was fun yeah they had fun and I definitely felt rewarded for it 100% I agree tell me a little bit about getting older you know the clock doesn't stop how do you feel about your health and and where do you see your future well in spite of that at that the minute there's a, a few people that I know that aren't going through so well I think it's important to look after your health, but also to act on it because everyone says, let's get healthy. But that's the hardest part. To... Why do you think that is? I think it's just the motivation. That's the hardest part, not you know, doing whatever you have to do, definitely. But um, getting older, I just turned 40. I don't feel 40, so I don't, I mean... I, <laughs> Stop bragging. <laughs> how, and I, I don't know when you're supposed to feel old, really. I appreciate you saying that because my mum's um, 74. Uh, she'll be 74 this year. And she said, Sharina, she said, I've never been 74. I'm not sure how I'm meant to feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said, well, you know, you're only as old as you feel and age is just a number. But if it's the opposite way around and, you know, your legs work but your mind doesn't or your, your mind doesn't work but your legs do, it all needs to come together. Yeah, um, well, I know when I was younger and I look up to someone who was 40, I say, well, that's old and frail. And now I'm here and it's... Nothing like it. <laughs> Living life, mosaicing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I think I've, I'm happy that I've, the, the way I've grown uh, older. And I'm, you know, I think I could do better, but I think the, 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 the only thing I don't enjoy about it is how fast time goes, and I don't know how to slow it down. There must be a way, but, um, yeah, I'm in taking everything as it comes. There's a saying that I absolutely love and it's sort of like, um, if you don't make time for your wellness, you'll certainly make time for your illness. And that, that's almost coming from a 50-year-old, so there's a decade between us. So I know what you mean. I don't feel my age and I'm, I do things that keep me young. My girls keep me young. Um, sometimes they give me grey hair and, and colour's really great. But um, I, I, I agree with you 100%. You can only do so much, but time is going so fast. Yeah, that's right. Um... I think with this all social media and stuff, that takes up a lot of room and that's also something that I think everyone needs to discuss how much time we spend on social media because I think that's probably part of the reason where I think everyone needs to enjoy life a bit more. Yeah. Get off the screens and get outside. Yeah, when yeah. it's cooler, that is. Yeah, you'll feel rewarded for it, definitely. Yeah. What makes you happy at the end of the day? I think getting things done and setting goals and achieving them you know, that could be something from small as, you know, being at work, today I've got to do this, to, you know, whatever. It can be something small, big, getting it done. I suppose if I can make others happy in some way or another, that makes me happy. That's, yeah. I think that's a perfect way to end, to be honest. <laughs> do you think? Thank you, Joshua, for your time. No worries. Thank you.